Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am very grateful, just so appreciative to have just an amazing person on the show today. I love and look up to this individual. He's accomplished so much. Our guest today is an individual named Ryan Flint. He's the principal at Mountain West Commercial Real Estate and is one of the most successful and well-known real estate brokers in the entire country, not just in the state of Utah, the entire country. After a decade leading one of Utah's top-ranked real estate teams, he drives success through customer service, innovative content, and amplification. In addition to his work in real estate, Ryan is an entrepreneur and a very, very good one at that. I'm excited to have each of you learn from this guy. I I mean, right now, snag a a pad of paper and a pen so you can take some notes. He's an investor. He's a public speaker, a coach, a philanthropist, and member of Real Estate Avengers, which is a really solid mastermind group. He's a frequent guest on real estate and business podcasts. He's also a contributor writer as the authority in commercial real estate and local regional and national magazines and publications. You got to go follow this guy. This is Ryan Flint. You can find him on Instagram at real Ryan Flint. Uh, his handle is real Ryan Flint, not the, uh, just real Ryan Flint there. What what other ways can people kind of get in touch with you, Ryan? Is that kind of where your primary community is? Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Um, um, I, you know, once they, once they message me, I, I, I can give them my personal line or email or, or something like that. Dude, you're so kind. One of the, thing I, the things I absolutely love about Ryan and who he is, is he's very genuine and authentic in what he does. It's, it's no wonder, you know, standing back as an observer, why he's been able to experience the amount of success that he has. Um, he's constantly interested in other people and how he can make a positive dent in the world. And he's doing, I had the opportunity to listen to Ryan speak down in Arizona just a couple of weeks ago. And his message was so impactful and influential for the people that were there. Right. Help help uh, the listeners understand how it is that you've got to where you're at today and where you started. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, it's you, it's it, it's usually through my learning experiences and fortunately, but unfortunately, it's learning the hard way on most things that that, you know, make you better. Um, you know, I I for a long period of my life and especially in my business life, I've, I've taught myself that instead of winning and losing, you win, you win and you learn. And if you take, if you take the opportunity when you, you know, quote unquote lose and, and take it as a learning experience, whether you, you know, I've lost a listing or, you know, uh, was going against another person on a, a, a pitch and I wasn't the one awarded with the deal. Um, I've learned it as, okay, how can I, how can I become better? How can I get myself another opportunity to shine? Um, and, uh, you know, obviously hard work. Um, when I first started, I was thrown a phone book and was pointed in the direction of, of a little small calling room or, you know, they, they call them like little tele, you know, telephone booth or whatever. And, and said, you know, come back at 10 o'clock at night and let me know what you, you, you come up with. And, um, that's, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard emotionally. Um, I, there was so many times that I just wanted to quit. And, uh, again, it was just a learning experience. And I thought, you know what, when I bring on somebody that's brand new, like I'm in, I'm not going to be that, that boss or that mentor, or that senior guy, I, I'm going to, I'm going to immerse those, those kids and into what I'm doing and teach them, not just hand them a phone book. That's the last thing that I ever want to do is, uh, is make them feel like that. So anyways, yeah, I mean, I, uh, my, my success comes from my relationships, 100%. I'm sure we'll dig into that. Um, but, uh, you know, you just evolve over time. I love these answers. Let's kind of dive into each of these really quick here. One of the things I love, you said you learned the hard way, which you felt you felt like has has made you better. Um, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And then you also said instead of winning and losing, you win and you learn. Um, Carl, these are great principles. We could have entire podcasts just dedicated to to these topics individually. And then I love that you also said that you quote unquote lose, right? Because losing is not really losing. It's just kind of a stepping stone to getting where you want to go and getting to 
to, to your potential, achieving kind of the best version of yourself. Um, help, help the listeners understand what you mean when you say learning the hard way makes you better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you make mistakes and fall right on your face, the best thing you could do is, is fail fast, fail quick, and then get right back up. And, uh, you know, when you learn the hard way, it's usually you made a mistake. Um, whether it's, you know, communication, whether it's, you know, in, in my world, a, a deal point, or, you know, maybe you forgot a form or something, obviously nothing to, to get you in, in major trouble, but things that, that you get judged by things that people, uh, will understand and, and, uh, they're, you get ridiculed by them. And so instead of going, Oh, I can't, I'm not made to be in this business. I just said, Kyle, um, I take full accountability and, uh, I'm, I'm going to get better from this. And, And then I'll tell you what, when you teach yourself that lesson, you don't make that, you don't make that mistake very often anymore. If, if, if at all. I love this idea. Um, and it's, there's a great book that I want to talk to you a little bit about or uh, go over with the listeners uh, based off of what you just said, just taking full responsibility for your future and your actions. Because I think when an individual chooses to do that, because it it's a decision one has to make. Generally, when things go wrong in people's lives, the first thing they want to do is blame external situations or people outside of themselves, right? Like uh, right now, we're going through um, quote unquote, a recession, right? As the media says, or as people say, um, and it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it makes it challenging, but our conversation before we hopped on this podcast was people just need to get more creative, right? It's a mindset thing. There's a lot of opportunities right now that are available. And when we take full responsibility for our futures and what we have the opportunity to build and to become, then we at once become very powerful in a way where we can accomplish anything that we want instead of becoming the victim to some sort of external situation. Um, and so for you, what, what role has kind of extreme ownership played in, in the success that you've, you've had? Well, I've have, uh, again, no one, no one's gonna, gonna do the business for you. Um, like we, like we talked about, I always wanted to be the mentor that I didn't have. And I had good people in my life um, there were good business leaders, but I wouldn't really call them mentors. Uh, it was more of what's in it for me. And I, I have always had a good Rolodex of, of uh, relationships. And so I did start off a little bit better than, than the average person. Um, but it's, it's cultivating them. I mean, I work so hard to not only build relationships, but I set expectations with my relationships. Um, we talked about it right before we, we pressed record, but um, I, I educate my relationships and the people that I work with so that they, um, it, it streamlines the process. Um, it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. You just have to be a better communicator. That, that's one thing that's really excelled me in, in my business. And I've had a lot of success with is, you know, people call it a straight shooter, but I do it out of love. I'll tell you exactly what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear. And some people don't like it. Um, but the, the, the day that we are engaged, um, I set those expectations rather than when the hard times come and you got to be hit them right in the throat with the truth that it's like, Whoa, where'd that come from? You know, I'm not a song and dance type of guy. Um, uh, I will, I will basically educate people on, on all the ways why not to work with me and then, and then let them make that decision. Um, but, but it, it, when it comes to, you know, leadership and, and, uh, you know, what, what you asked is it's working out of love and, and customer service. It was, it was one thing in our business that lacked big time is there was just a bunch of greed it was the mentality is you know what's in it for me hey mr broker i have a question on a deal that i'm working with and instead of saying yeah how can i help you it was well what's in it for me what are you giving me to do this and so i you, you know you just sit back and you, you you're like god oh. when i get to that point and uh 
it doesn't matter how good the broker is, new, old, uh, experienced, unexperienced, I'm going to have skills that others won't and vice versa. And uh, if others can come to me for advice or just a second you know, opinion or thought or just an- another uh, earpiece, I'm going to receive it with love. And so it's one thing to give, give love and give customer service, but it's another thing to receive it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love everything that Ryan is sharing. I, I hope people are taking notes and learning. Again, this guy has accomplished so much. And for anybody that's wanting to become the very, very best versions of themselves, he's an exceptional person to learn from, one of the best. Um, and I want to go over a little bit more about what he's talked about. He's He's explained that from his own experience, right, in the beginning, he kind of had this individual that was a major boss figure um, in his life. And he decided, he made a decision based off of that experience that he never wanted to be that way. Instead, he wanted to be more of a mentor to the people that he had in, the, in, in his company that he worked with. And I'm absolutely certain that the individuals that work with Ryan uh, feel grateful for his leadership and his example and his influence and mentorship. He's somebody that I think allows everyone to rise together, right? Which is very, very powerful. Um, and it comes from, he, he said he has a Rolodex of relationships. Um, I'd love, and I know you had mentioned that some of those things were, were kind of given to you, but I'm sure like you said, you had to foster them and, nur- and nourish them. How do you do that? How have you built the network that you currently have? Well, you stay in touch with them. You know, yeah. If, if people are just a number, they're going to feel it. And, you know, I, I always put myself in their position. And so if you're going to go buy real estate or you're going to go buy a car or you're, you're going to do anything, you're going to be, you know, waited on at a restaurant and you feel like that person that's the so-called expert is in it for the money, in it for the tip, in it for the commission. You know what? It's going to be a, a, a one and done deal if that, if it even gets to the closing table. But you think about the experience that you have with, with a car salesman and you know, it's push, 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 push. And there's no empathy and, it, and there's no creativity. And, and then there's car salesmen that are the complete opposite that act out of love that, that are truly concerned uh, with your desires. They're patient. Um, but you can, you can be a good salesman with urgency and you can do it with love. And I use the word love because it's such a powerful word. Um, my, my ultimate uh, superpower is the customer service that I give. And it's been like that since day one, that you have to be able to walk away if there is not a win-win. You got to ask yourself the question or, or, or have the statement in the back of your mind, even if it's Uh, an okay deal for the guy across and it's a big win for you. And that guy across the table might say, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that could work. I I think I can make that work rather than saying, great, let's do it. That's being transactional, not relational. Why don't you take a deep pause and say, what, what works? Because there's no wrong or right. It either works or it doesn't work. Where do you feel you need to be in order to win? And sometimes it's just a little bit. Sometimes in real estate, it's just a concession. Maybe one month difference. Maybe it's a, I feel more comfortable with three years rather than four years. Or, um, hey, I, I, I feel better having a $1,500 car payment rather than a, a $1,600 car payment. And it could just be a simple variable that there comes the creativity side of the salesman that says, okay, well, guess what? If we adjust this, this, and this, um, it works for us too. Do you feel like you win if, if, this, if we do these, these couple of changes? Because on, on the salesman side, he's winning big. And if he's got to give up just a little bit in order for his customer to win, do you think that customer is going to come back? Heavens, yes. But if you go and you slam a deal when it's kind of a good deal for the customer, but yet a win for you, yeah, you pad your pocket, 
But I'll tell you what, you're going to think in the back of your mind, is that customer going to come back to me? Is that customer going to give me a lead to his friends? Is that customer going to, you know, share a post that, that I absolutely love this guy. And if you're going to buy this car, you know, come work with this guy. Cause he's going to take really good care of you. Oftentimes, you know, in our business, whether it's sales or again, anything, it's, it's good to just pause and, and tell yourself it's gotta be a, we win or win, win or no deal. And when you get to the point in your career or in life, this could be with relationships too. It, when you get to the point in your career or life, when you can walk away, if it's not a, we win, you're in a good place. Um, and, and, and cultivating the Rolodex of, of people comes from word of mouth. Word of mouth spreads so fast when you do good and word of mouth spreads even faster when you do bad. So what kind of legacy are you going to leave? What kind of influence are you going to be on the people that look up to you? And they might say, oh, well, Ryan has a lot of sales in real estate, but is Ryan, is it a one-time thing or is it a, is it a, every year he has good sales, new people, repeat business, multiple, multiple deals. I would rather do a hundred deals with just a couple people that want to work with me as much as I want to work with them with full loyalty, trust, love that I can hit them right in the throat with the truth every single day. Even if it's good, it's still truth. If it's bad, it's still truth, right? They're putting all their, their money on the line. They want, they need to know what's going on. And there's oftentimes where there's no, there's no uh, activity on a property. And I'll say, I'm concerned. Well, why are you concerned? You're the broker. You're the one that's marketing the property. I'm concerned because I'm doing this, 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 this. Let's get creative. Let's brainstorm. You know, put yourself in my position. Um, what, what do you think I could do better? Rather than blowing, you know, your client full of smoke, making them feel like all the activity is great, but yet you're not turning up anything. I'll just be patient. I, I see it so much in our business that, that, you know, brokers are just trying to keep, they're, they're more afraid of losing than they are uh, excited about winning. And uh, I'm, I'm the opposite because anytime that I lose, I one, I take it as a learning uh, experience. And two, I can look at myself in the mirror and say that I was, I was honest. I got fired because I was honest. You know, what, what in the world? I'm so confident in, in me as a broker and my team and my marketing and, and, and the way that I'm, I'm marketing a property or, or supporting one, a, a client or a friend that what, what in the world is another broker going to do better than me, right? what in the world is another broker going to do better than me if I'm giving it everything I have and I'm being hundred percent honest. And, uh, it, it, it's not always that way with brokers, but you know, when, when you have the experience and, and I have the same access, if not more to the next best guy, uh, what is he going to do anything, you know, different than me? So I just learned over, over the years that you be honest, you be truthful, you work your guts off, but you have to get to the point where your boundaries are set in your heart. And again, how many times, Raj, do we get, do we get given things? How many times do we get offered, uh, you know, something for free? Because maybe you're an influence on people. Maybe people look up to you. Um, it happened just the other day. Uh, there was a service that, not once did I, I think it was going to be free. The, the guy is a good friend of mine. I was there to support him. He was, he was uh, providing a service to me. And at the end of, you know, the meeting, he, he gave me something and said, Hey, uh, this is on me. Thanks for our friendship. There's a time and a place for that. But I also said, Hey, you already know my personality. You know that I am a win, win or no deal. So I appreciate your time, but tell me what the cost is of, of the material. Tell me what the cost is in order that 
to, to, to operate this thing. And it's fine that every once in a while you, you accept that labor being free because we give it out too. Um, but I'll tell you what, he thought in the back of his mind, he was like, man, even though it's something small, I, I want to be that way too. Too many people in this world, especially in the social media world, want things for free. And we work so dang hard to provide for our families that, you know, you can discount or, or, you know, throw in some, some extras for friends. But um, the minute that you start accepting things for free, I'm, I'm telling you what, your, your mindset shifts and you become a discount and you set that expectation. And so, again, it's all out of love and good communication. Um, but you got to be in, you got to be in a space where if it's not a win-win for both parties, you got, you, you got to be able to walk away. Dude, this has been so good. I've just been taking some notes on some of the things you've shared. I want to kind of dive into these as well. One of the principles that I absolutely love, what we're going to call this podcast is win-win or no deal. Um, that's love such it. an important idea, right? For an individual to be able to understand because in life, uh, and, and an individual's life will completely change 180 degrees when they move this message from their head down into their heart and into the way that they choose to act in life, because everything will change from transactional, like you said, to relational. It'll all be about other people and people become very interested in us when, when we are interested in what they're doing first and when we're trying to help them and make their lives just a little bit easier. I quote this so often, but I absolutely love it. And I wish this guy was still around, Zig Ziglar. Uh, mm -hmm. He said, you can have anything in life that you want, as long as you're willing to help other people get what they want. And I think you're a you know crowning example of this. I also love that you had taught everyone here, the listeners, that love is, is inextricably connected with salesmanship, right? And a lot of times sales gets this bad rep, which it shouldn't, because it's nothing more than helping somebody solve a problem or relieve a pain point. Right. When we're doing sales the right way, we're trying to help somebody get from one point to a higher level or to a higher point in their lives or their business or whatever, or with a certain product. And so I love your idea there. I just, I've, I've absolutely loved so much what you've, uh, what you've had to share. Um, one of the other things I wanted to highlight that I'm going to ask you a couple more questions is this, this idea I particularly loved right? And it's because it there, there's a lot of polarization around this notion. And it is, do I give discounts or do I not give discounts? Do I negotiate or do I not negotiate? And I share your opinion um, big time. I think like, and, and it's there's nothing wrong with, with Grant Cardone. I love Grant Cardone for a lot of reasons in what he teaches, but he says, you never, ever give a discount, right? Like it's, you, you don't discount the product. And I think that's important in a lot of ways. However, I believe that there needs to be some give and take. If somebody's willing to work with us, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater or give away the farm, but we want to help them. We want to be willing to work with them. There's, we want to be able to show some give and take, make it a win-win. So it's like, hey, if you can do this, I'd be more than willing to move forward. And it's like, instead of saying, no, no, we're not doing that. It's got to be up here. It's like, well, let me see what I can do. Let's see if we can help you out You know that way and make it just a little bit easier on you. Lift, lift your load or make it a little less burdensome. So I really, really like that. Instead of playing hardball, it's more, you know, make your life a, a little more give and take in the relationships that you have. Make all of them win-win. Um, and, and one of the things I think I took primarily from what you've shared here is that success, any amount of success that an individual experiences will be all about people yeah, right? and, and less about um, a, a, an individual product or what they're doing, but more about just helping which is yeah, so cool. it, it's, you know, we, I, I'm a fanatic when it comes to culture and, and, and it, because it's always people over product. And, uh, you know, one, one of the greatest lessons that, that I was learned by a, a good friend, Jason Harward, um, that that's in the e-commerce space is embrace mistakes that are made within your culture because, rather than just quickly firing them, obviously it depends on, on the mistake, but instead of just quickly firing them and, and, you know, being the tough guy, why don't you sit down with them in private because you work out of love and customer service that you say, okay, you re you recognize that mistake. 
if you were me, what would you do? <clears throat> Most of the time they'll, they'll put their tail between their legs and say, yeah, I, 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 I messed up. I'm, I'm probably getting fired. Um, I'm probably not, you know, that all of the scarcity goes in and, and obviously you just have to, you know, be in, in touch or in tune with your intuition given the situation. But there's been times where you just, you just say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to fire you, but we're going to learn from this because guess what? I've made a lot of mistakes too. And the mistakes that I have made, if I don't learn from them, they're going to continue happening. If I learn from them and we have this great talk and we get on the same page to where maybe he trusts me more, maybe it's a, a trust factor that the leader isn't giving. Do you think that that employee is going to make that mistake again, knowing that that boss or that leader educated them, didn't make a big deal out of it, showed love, showed service, and, and the answers, probably not. And then you back into, from a business and culture standpoint, what's the cost to hire a new employee? What's the cost and time that you have to put in as a leader to train them, to get to the level that this other person was at? So you have to not let your emotions sometimes get the best of you. And uh, that's why I love commercial real estate is it, yeah, there, there are a little bit of emotions here and there, but it's, it's, there's no wrong or right. It either works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, you explain. If it does work, then you explain and you execute. And that, that was a good lesson. And, and, and you, you have to remember when you're, when you're in a culture and you're leading a culture, culture is a feeling. What feeling are you leaving, whether you're in the office or not? What feeling are you leaving when you have to go out of town for a month or a business trip or you're with family? Are you, is everyone taking that full accountability? Well, if you create that culture and you, and you have these very honest conversations with your employees and you set those expectations, Again, it's got to be through love that things usually, people take ownership. Things usually don't go anywhere but up when the leader walks away. And when you have a bad culture, um, it's the opposite. People get lazy. They get complacent. And, uh, you know, that's where a lot of frustration and, and wasted time and value and money comes into play. And so uh, I, I'm with you there. It's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity in life right now, especially with everything going on to educate and um, to just listen to best. The best leaders are, are the best followers. Make sure you follow the right person and the best leaders are the best listeners. And uh, sometimes you just never know what, what one of those employees is, uh, is going through. And uh, you know, again, uh, intuition is, is, is super powerful. And, and, and it's a lot easier to be intuitive when you actually care and love about what you're doing and the people that you're serving. Absolutely. I am of the opinion. I think leadership is just a fancy schmancy word for servant. Yeah. I, I, I never, ever tell anybody that works with me that they work for me because they don't, right? Like I think I work for them. I think it's just the opposite. It's a bit paradoxical. Like it's, I I'm willing to do anything for them to make their lives just a little bit easier in their positions. They work so hard and I just love them so much. I'm so grateful for their hard work. And one of the things that's also a bit of a paradox is how much love will motivate in comparison to money. Everybody thinks that it's money that's the most motivational thing and money is good and it's necessary for people, right? The employees need to be paid paid well, but what's interesting is they find a lot of motivation through just being shown gratitude or appreciation yeah. for what they're doing, making sure that they know that what they're doing is valuable and that they're a, a large piece of a much bigger puzzle that makes things work. You know, they're cogs in a, in a wheel that without them, it wouldn't function remotely the same. And like you said, it's, there's a ginormous cost to trying to rehire somebody or replace somebody, right? Like they're, they're so valuable. And when we can help people feel just how important they are, 
they they love the job and they love working together on a team. And it seems like that's something that you've mastered. I love what well, probably one of the best uh, definitions of culture was what you just explained. It's very, I've never heard it put so simply. You just said culture is a feeling and it really is, right? Like companies with good culture, it's kind of, you, you go inside, it's like, man, there's a good, there, things are jiving here, right? Everybody kind of feels like they're on the same page. There's a good culture here. Everybody's happy and wanting to work and feels important where you can walk into another place and be like, man, something's off, you know? And, yep. uh, and so I, I, man, I couldn't agree more. I think that was so well put culture is just a feeling. And I loved the question that you asked. It's a great question for any entrepreneur to ask themselves. And it's what feeling are you leaving, right? If you left the office or if you left a meeting, how did, how's everybody going to feel when you leave? Is it like uplifted, motivated, excited? I love this team. I'm excited to go to work. And you know, push toward a particular vision because where there is no vision, the people perish, right? Like the leader can instill um, a vision by creating this culture and help people feel like they're, they're contributing to something important. I loved what you shared. I want to go back actually, right? To uh, something that you talked about more uh, towards the first of our meeting together. And you, you explained that um, you, you shoot straight with people, right? Like you're, you're going to tell them, how it is. Uh, and you said that you, you do that by setting expectations. And what I've found through failures that I've experienced in the past, because I agree with you, um, some of the failures that I've experienced, they've been so meaningful. Ryan Holiday wrote a book called The Obstacle is the Way. And it really is, right? Like you go through these tough times, like, all right, I need to fix that or pivot here. Some of those stemmed from me not setting the correct expectations or me misinterpreting an expectation. And so I would love for the listeners to be able to have an example given from you as far as what you might say in setting expectations for a particular individual or the way that you like expectations to be set. That, yeah, I actually love this. Um, This is probably the most empowering uh, resource that I have. Um, I'll start by, by, by sharing that a lot of young entrepreneurs and people that, that I meet at, you know, these events or just on, on the road or, or whatever, they have the mentality of just making money as fast as possible. You know, they don't, they don't think about, you know, what, what people go through to, to become what they are. And they'll say, you know, Hey, I want to get into commercial real estate or I'm in commercial real estate and I need to know where you make the most money. And I just pause and I ask the question, what do you mean? Like elaborate. Well, is it like selling office buildings? Is it leasing? Is it apartments? Is it land? Is it industrial? Like, what is it? You do it all. What, what, what brings you the most? And I said, well, you're thinking wrong. I want you to take a pause and I want you to think about, if, if you were to judge me in a positive way and, and, and ask me, what's one thing that, that I have that maybe you don't, it's not money. It's not anything to do with money. It's Ryan's super connected. Okay. I have a lot of relationships. That's great. But relationships come and and money comes from, again, cultivating those relationships. And, and it takes time. It takes effort. Um, the think, think about this, and, I, and then I'll answer your question, is a lot of people will say it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Now let's take it one step further, and it's about who knows you. Because you could throw out there that, oh, I know Ryan. Oh, yeah, I know Ryan. Yeah. I, I follow him on social media or I listen to him speak. Yeah, I know Ryan, but does Ryan know you? And if Ryan knows you, do you have a relationship with Ryan that, that you could, you could feed off of that you could create value to or from. And we, that that's where most kids or, or, you know, people that, that want advice or to pick my brain get stuck that deal only took me a one 15 minute phone call. You know, why, why wouldn't you, why are you getting paid X amount of money for that 15 minute phone call? That doesn't make sense. Well, no, it's 12 years. It's 15 years. 
of doing everything I can for that person, being a true friend, serving, loving, I mean, ins and outs, that because of that, I had the opportunity to make an easy phone call and, and get the deal done. It's not just 15 minutes. People don't get it. So to answer your question is, uh, you know, for the, the, the relationship and setting expectations, I, I think the greatest learning lesson for your, for your audience is, is when you, you are connected, um, you know, I, I was just, we were talking about suits before. Every connection that I have, every friend that I have, um, knows that they can come to me if they need a painter, you know, a podcast guy or um, a general contractor or a suit guy or shoe guy, whatever it may be. And there's nothing more that I love than facilitating those relationships and introducing those, those people to my new people, my new friends. But each and every time I set those expectations and have those conversations, let's just take my suit guy, for example. I have a I have a conversation with with my suit guy that hey I'm going to send you a lot of business and it's not just words right we 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 we've got to know each other I believe in your product they love your product people are asking me about your product I know you treat me well I'm going to bring you a lot of of referrals and let's maybe it's even one referral but I'm going to bring you a referral I'm going to bring you business but I'm telling you what, these people that I'm bringing you to, they're used to working with me. And if you're going to be a connection that I'm referring you to, you better treat them as if I treat them. You better give them the pricing or you better uh, not ignore them as if it's me on the other line. And then vice versa. Hey, Roger, my suit guy is really special to me. Don't waste his time. If he tells you what the, that the price is that, and knowing that, that on the other side, he's doing the best he can for you, don't question it. It either works or it doesn't for you. Don't, don't get greedy. Don't get mean. Don't tarnish that, that referral that I gave you. If it doesn't work, be classy and say, hey, you know what doesn't work? Thank you so much for your time right? The, the worst thing that a facilitator or a connector in a relationship game could, could get is that phone call from my suit guy that says, who is this guy? Why did you send him to me? So really ponder that and think about when you're setting those expectations. I mean, think about all the referrals that we, we do in the real estate business. You know, if somebody, if, if I'm representing a company and they have 10 new employees coming into town, they need to buy homes. Well, that's not my business, but I'm going to refer them to a realtor that will treat them as if I'm treating them. And do I have those people? Absolutely. But I'm also going to educate the client and, and, and the client to educate his people that, hey, make sure your guys aren't, aren't calling every realtor in the book. Be loyal, just like you are me. Right, they're only going to work as 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 hard as as you put into them. You know, you we we always talk about you go shopping with your friends, right? It, you would you rather go shopping with a stranger or shopping with your friends? And when you give referrals that are that are qualified and that have the expectation that okay, I'm I'm that preferred vendor, I'm that referral, I'm that connector, I'm associated with Ryan. Therefore, even if I am having a bad day, I'm going to turn that hat backwards and I'm going to put on a smile and I'm going to love them because, you know, what we've learned over the, the course of all these times is those referrals multiply. And, and this, is, this is not a flex. This is not a look at me, but the relationships that I've created and setting expectations has allowed me in my real estate business to not have to make a cold call in over eight years. There is more than enough business for everybody. And it's when, especially salesmen, 
take the abundant mentality and say, look, there's a big piece of the pizza. I can eat every slice and get full and be so happy, but you know what? It's only going to happen once. If I'm lucky, maybe one more time, but I doubt it. Rather than taking, you know, half of the pizza or a third of the pizza and making sure that the other ones that are contributing to the end goal are eating as well. Well, guess what? When they, they order the pizza, do you think that they're going to invite you to have a bite? Yeah, they will. They'll remember that. They'll remember how you're treated. You know, we, we, we live in a state and, and a community that's so small. Everyone knows everybody and good good spreads fast and bad spreads faster. And, and one of the lessons I've, I've learned is always think twice before you act, always think twice before you speak, always have respect, even if you don't want to, because at the end of the day, my ultimate goal was to be that facilitator, that person that, 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 was connected to everybody. And I wanted to leave a, a, a lasting impression on people that they knew me too. It wasn't just a one-way street. And when I said, hey, reach out, I'll do anything for you, mean it. Don't just say that because you, you, you're fake when you do that. You know, you, if you say, oh, Roger, yeah, I'll introduce you to my suit guy. And then you're bugging me for a month to introduce me to my suit guy. Like, come on, follow through follow through and, and, and take it one step further than you would normally do. Send a group text. Hey, yes, I'm going to call Cole, my suit guy and, and say, Hey, my buddy Roger's going to call you. He's amazing. Here's my relationship and how I know him. This is what he does. You know, this is a little bit about his family. These are his passions. He has the greatest podcast. You know, he loves the color green. All these things so that that when you call, oh yeah, how you doing? How's your family? How's you know, how's your podcast? I heard it, I heard it's really cool. I actually looked you up. You know, let's let's get creative. I've got some cool things that might go with your fit body. Um, it's that one, one more, just like my let's book. One more, one more. The power of one more is so powerful in customer service. You know, it, it you're never gonna feel bad for, for loving somebody, <laughs> but you are going to feel bad and resentful for treating somebody bad or not being abundant because this world there, there's more than enough money to go around if you're good at what you're doing. And if you're not good at what you're doing, it's probably because you're doing too much. And so, uh, expectations with people are, are so powerful and, and it, it could be as little as a painter and it could be as big as your, your, your biggest relationship, best friend, biggest client, um, that come hell or high water, you don't want to disappoint, but you still set those expectations no matter what. Man, uh, this, the, the, the last about 20 minutes of what Ryan has shared has been pure gold, right? I mean, this is an absolute gold mine. Um, so, so, so good. I appreciate him so much. I'm so grateful for everything that he had to say and what he had to share. Um, I'm just going to summarize some of those ideas uh, briefly here because they were so important. I don't want them to be missed. So again, if you're listening now, I, I, I hope that you're taking notes mentally or ideally on a piece of paper, something that you can rehearse and go back through. Because uh, Tony Robbins, who's one of my very favorite people on the planet, he says, knowledge is not power. And I could not agree more with that statement. It, knowledge applied is power. And what Ryan has taught us today, if applied, will make a monumental difference in your life. Huge, huge difference. So one of these ideas was that, uh, and this was this was a while ago, he was talking about this, but it's important. So we value things less basically when they are free. Right. And that's because we, we end up caring about things most when we sacrifice for them. They become more meaningful to us. I love that idea. I love the idea that Ryan made of, or that, that Ryan taught us of embracing the mistakes that we make, right? Using those things as stepping stones to success. 
and using those as opportunities to develop and to grow. Um, I, I like uh, this whole idea of it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. It's really cool because it's it's instead of use instead of exploiting people as as like a resource, right? It's it's more about like um, providing value in the circles that you're in, being somebody that is somebody that can be relied on and leaned upon. Somebody that I know who's a great friend. I just love this dude for the same reasons. Uh, Ryan is Dave Allred is a great friend of mine, and I think the world of this guy. And the reason I love him, so when he says he's going to do something. He does it like it's it's amazing. He's one of the most reliable people that I know. It's no wonder, again, he's so successful in business. I know Ryan is the same way. Um, oh, and I, I just, love Dave Allred. Man, I, yeah, and everyone, like every single person that knows Dave loves him. And he yeah. has an incredible reputation because of what Ryan taught us. They right, like he he always follows through. It's amazing. Sticks to his word, which is great. Um, I love this idea too, from Ryan, just some more kind of pieces that were so good here. It's, it's not what's in it for me, right? Like, what can I, what can I get from this? It's what can I give to this, right? What can I do to contribute? And it sounds like from what Ryan taught us, it's the intangibles that matter the most, right? Like he says, he's on this, he he can close a deal in 15 minutes over the phone, but it's not, if we, if from a a quiet observer on the side, let me say, dude, how did you get that deal in 15 minutes? Right, this is crazy. But what Ryan taught us, which is so important, he said it wasn't 15 minutes. This is 12 years right, of cultivating a relationship. So that big deal was cultivated over a, an expansive period of time and required building an actual relationship. Um, and I love, I love this too. He talks about being a facilitator, right, between different people. It's a great way to be able to grow a network and to be able to create real value for other people. If somebody needs something, instead of being like, I don't know, you know, I can't do anything for you. Look for opportunities to be able to give back and to be there for somebody else and to, to be a connector, right? I love what Ryan says. If you need a painter, he's your guy. If you need a general contractor, he's your guy. If you need shoes, Rye is your guy. If you need a suit guy, right? As long as you take care of these people he refers you to, then it's, it's a good, it's a win-win, right? Win-win or no deal. It's so cool. I, I love Ryan. I think this has just been such a meaningful, um, a meaningful experience having him on this podcast. It's been it's been wonderful. Last uh, last couple thoughts here, and then any closing thoughts from Ryan. Um, I love this idea from Ryan too. Of we need to get rid of. We just got to ditch the scarcity mindset, right? It's it's the worst, and I can fully attest to that. There is so there are so many people who need help. There is so much business to be done. It is so foolish to feel like, hey, I'm not going to share with anybody else. And I better not say anything. I got an MBA and I would discourage anybody from getting an MBA. And the reason for that is we would do these analyses, uh, analyses. I don't even know how to say that plurally, but we had to, we had to like determine whether or not the market was too saturated. And now getting into business, I'm like, that's garbage. There's always room. There's always places that we can help people. There's always opportunities, right? Um, and to Ryan's point, sometimes it just requires getting creative, right? But there's always ways to serve. There's abundance out there. Uh, Go the extra mile again from Ryan, right? Go the extra mile. And I would add, it's never crowded there, right? If you go the extra mile, it's not going to be where everybody else is. You're going to be taking the road less taken. You're going to be in the 1%, right? By just doing one more thing. Another thing Ryan talked about, which is so important from Ed Milet's new book, The Power of One More. So cool, man, right? I just love you, dude. This is so oh, good. Thank you, Roger. The feeling's mutual. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Thank you, um, appreciate you so much. Um, I guess, you know, I, and this, this speaks volumes about Ryan too. Um, uh, he, he said something and it brought up this thought that I've had since I was little that I think is so important. And it's this idea of like, we will never regret being kind, like ever. You never, you never have somebody who is nice to somebody like, man, I regret that. I shouldn't have been nice. Right. Like it's always like, we will always look back and say, I'm glad that I treated them this, this way. Right. So I love what Ryan had to share. Any other thoughts, right. That you want to leave with uh, the audience here. Sure. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, relationship capital is something that should be taken serious. And, you know, I, I use the word capital because uh, capital usually is is a significant meaning to others like money. Well, what if your relationships were the value of money? 
you have to ask yourself. And my challenge is to always ask, evaluate the value that you're putting into your relationships, evaluate the good you're doing, embrace it, acknowledge it, evaluate what you can do better and learn from, and then apply it. But the, the deeper that you provide value and, and focus on being relational over transactional, you'll close more deals. You will receive more leads. You will feel much more fulfilled. Um, it's an opportunity for you to fill your own cup, which then you have the ability to fill everybody else's cup because of the authenticity that, that you have. And, uh, you know, I, I do the same. I do the same as, as much as it, it may sound like, ah, oh, he's just, he's just got his stuff together. No, I struggle too. I make mistakes all the time. There are relationships that, that i I work every day at getting better at. And even if they're, you know, long-term relationships and, and then focus on the people that matter, you know, go shopping with your friends. And what that means is work with people that want to work with you just as bad. And don't be desperate. If, if people don't want to work with you and, and you're just driving them crazy and you're persistent, you know, my, try and find others that, that want to work back with you. And I'll tell you what, when you have that abundant mindset, it's going to come back to that that person that you were persistent with and you just share love, you know, send them a, send them an email or text and, and leave it, leave it in a way that, that they don't feel remorseful. They don't feel like, Oh man, this guy drives me crazy. Leave it in a way where, Hey, I, I, I understand I've been persistent. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity that has been presented um, the opportunity that I've been able to get to know you. Um, and when you're ready to do anything, I hope that you allow me to at least try and serve you. Um, but I'm going to be here, answer any questions, add any value without anything in, in return or obligation in return. And uh, I'll tell you what, your life's going to be blessed in a, in a way that you haven't experienced before. And you're going to love it. And it's going to create more energy for you in the future. Man, thank you, Ryan. This has been so good. I've just appreciated so much. I feel so thankful for Ryan and for everything that he shared. He's the real deal. Um, I mean, making a, like, like we talked about in the beginning, just a positive dent on the world and in, in people's lives individually. I feel so thankful to to know him and to learn from him. He's uh, just an exceptional human. I'd encourage you to go follow Ryan, you know, on his social media, uh, learn as much as you can from this guy, be a sponge. Um, again, thank you for being on the show today, Ryan. It means the world, brother. Thanks for having me, Roger. It was my pleasure. Hey, you bet, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Hey.